Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Ah, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully you're off work. But luckily for you, oh, show the deleter and T-Mill have the latest <laughs> as uh, Clint Sterner is out. He is out today in Cabo. And in his place, Sean Bajani. I'm telling you, man, this. Uh, I'm looking at the text line. Um, we've been talking through the break. This this hypothetical. See how, how much fun hypotheticals can be? It's fun, I've man. always said that. How hypotheticals can be was, so that fun. Was fun. And that was, a, that was one you had to really think about. It. We've been talking to our boss the whole time. Our boss said he'd straight up do it for the second pick, straight up. Yeah. Interesting. Straight, he'd give him the two. Straight up for Justin Fields. If if Shane Steichen was going to be the guy. That's the caveat. Oh, and I'm that's saying, the caveat. Now, there are some people who, as I, as, I, as I let it off, and I said it's a hypothetical, this does not mean that this is what I think or what I believe or what I think. It's, it's not saying this is what I think the Texans should do, just playing in that fun hypothetical yeah. box. But what do you think? And then most like, – well, like I said, is I don't think I, I, I don't think I could pull the trigger. Because I I love what Shane Steichen did in Philly with 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 Justin Field or I mean with uh, with Jalen Hurts, yeah. But still, you just don't know from player to player. Like they have the same skill set, and I think actually, as I said, I think Jay, I think Justin's a little bit more talented. But I don't know. I, I and I and I am a huge Bryce Young guy. Like I, I really think he's got a chance to be special with the right person. So I I would say no. I think about it though. I would. That's I think fair. about it. But there are some people with keep that in mind. But there's some people going through show. Please choose another career. Stay off the crack pipe. I've never done hard drugs. Really drugs. <laughs> Which we're all thankful for. This <laughs> drugs never been a thing for me. Never have. Uh, but all right, coaching search. Give us the latest. Uh, Ty Ty Washington. What's the latest on the coaching search? The uh, latest is this thing for the Houston Texans is ultimately down to seven candidates. We know that. Uh, Five of those seven candidates for the Texans, they have had at least the first round of interviews. But now all eyes are on D'Amico Ryans, the former Texan, uh, actually drafted by the Texans back in the day, now 49ers defensive coordinator. He's going to interview tomorrow. Tomorrow? Tomorrow, Friday. D'Amico Ryans' watch will be on. And then later this weekend, the Giants offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, uh, your favorite show, he's going to interview on Sunday, (laughs) January 22nd. Uh, so just in a few not, days. It's not you, Mike. And then that's it, right? Uh, that should be yep, it for first-rounders unless they want to follow back up with somebody. Idea, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of like total bodies, like, that's right. it. Right, with everyone. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody – we talked to Clint, but is there anybody you would like to see added on this list? Like, are you cool with this? Yeah, I mean, I, I've, that's why I asked the question. And, you know, I've been trying to prepare this article that I'm working on once that final interview is done with Kafka on Sunday in terms of just looking at – Pros, cons, good fits, you know, um, why you should consider certain guys. And I I feel like the Texans won this circuit in getting the very best, the top candidates in. And I won't say that, you know, all eight of these guys that they're going to talk to, and what I really mean by that is Thomas Brown, Ejiro Evero, I don't think those two individuals are really ready. It's cool that they got an opportunity to interview in this cycle, but I think the Texans talked to so far – and will have talked to the top guys. I, I don't know of anybody else that yeah. I would have considered. Like, 
you know, there's Daryl Bevels out there. There's Dan Twins. And Please don't mention Daryl. These are guys that are getting interviews elsewhere. And I'm Is Daryl Bevel I'm, getting interviews somewhere? He's I, better. I, I Hell no. He Daryl Bevel. When Nathaniel Hackett got fired, he was one of the first names mentioned in that Jacinta Anderson Daryl Bevel has gotten an, uh, He's He's got to be interviewing to be a coordinator. It can't be head coach. He was the first Darryl, name, I think, on that Jacina Anderson report. Wasn't Daryl Daryl Bevel was the, the was the OC that was out here with, with Ehrman while he was kicking people in mm-hmm. the ass? Right. The first thing I'm seeing news wise with Bevel is that he turned down an interview for offensive coordinator requests from the that, Jets and Commanders. That's bad. That that feels better. There you go. He better not be at, at, at he better not be in no no damn head coaching interview. I'll tell you that. But what I think the Texans are gonna read the right guys, you know. No, I, I, I'm good with this crew. Like, I, I, I think some have said, what about the Dallas guys? Uh, with, with Kellen uh, Moore. Kellen Moore and Dan, Dan Quinn. There uh, was. Glory hole. Kellen Moore, that's another one I'm, 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 not, oh, I'm not convinced on. He would, he, would just, he would just do weird things. Uh, and now, if he's, going, if he's coming through game plans like he had against the Bucks, which is probably the best game plan I've ever seen Kellen Moore have, uh, from start to finish, that's a different thing. Dan Quinn's interesting, but I, I I think I would go with any of these other guys over over D over DQ. Five o'clock fire. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop calling. calling him. I don't. I don't. Like if you're gonna call him DQ. Just call him Blizzard. I don't, I don't like. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. The NFL announces five games to play, or five yeah five teams to play home games abroad in 2023. I don't even have to look at the list. I know Jacksonville's on it. Buffalo, <laughs> the Jacksonville slash London Search Jaguars. Search their new hometown. I, there it is. Buffalo, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Kansas City, and New England will each host international games during the NFL 2003 regular season. Why do they like Jacksonville so much? Jacksonville, like London is their other team. Jacksonville, like the Jacksonville doesn't. Goes to London. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, Duval doesn't always <laughs> Get rolling out. They show there. up for the playoff games. Oh yeah, I bet. I bet Andy in, in Kansas City and, some, and, and New England as well. Buffalo, hot, hot. They're losing a home game. I mean, hot losing a home game with that crowd. And this is my thing: is this what I want to know? You think they're changing the price on that that season ticket package? I just wonder: mm-hmm. are they changing the price on that? They better season, be on that season ticket package. You lose a home game to Germany. By the way, Andy Reid, when asked about his thoughts playing a game next season in Germany, I look forward to getting a bratwurst. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get that sausage whirl. I'm still. Was so. it the game after they'd clinched the playoff berth that uh, the team gifted him that burger yeah. in a box? In right? the Nike box. It? Yeah. <laughs> the Nike box. He said it's so the good. best gift he ever had. Thought it was shoes. That man opened that box. There's a burger. That was so good. Hey. My man can put it away, man. <laughs> I've 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 been at a uh, like a banquet with him, the one on one awards they do, right. buffet God. style. No, I went buffet style, but, but the number he did on this stage, <laughs> <laughs> like I just is that looked, where that sound bites from? I no, I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember I was a young pup, but I looked over there and I'm thinking, do you want to cut that one more time? <laughs> he cuts his steak in half. Like, and has two hey, bites. Dog, you want to cut that one more time? <laughs> Ron's gonna have to give Andy the Heimlich. <laughs> I know how to do it, but I'm just saying. But nah, man, Jacksonville. I, I always feel bad for them, man. If you get drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know you're traveling to London every year. Like that's cool the first year, and now that I bet you Jacksonville's going to London and Germany. I, I mean, that's cool the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Then you just get tired of hell of going to uh, to London. I don't know. It's like you're. 
you're, what's that flight you're probably like thinking, well, is that during Fashion Week or anything? I don't know. Is that in London? But it's close. You're right. They're probably flying all right. I, I, <laughs> like, that, would, that, 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 would, that would get old to me, man. Like, Trevor, Trevor's got to fly to London every year. I think I would enjoy going to London, like the like the trip aspect. But yeah, as a player and a competitor, you got to be thinking what you were saying a second ago. Like, dang, we lost a home game. Like, we got to go over here and play on this neutral field. Like, but oh, but I'd man. be down That's, to be crossing know, the pond once a year. How long, That's awesome. how long is that flight from Jacksonville? It, it ain't short. You probably got to uh, London. Probably what nine nine hours. That you gets, probably got to go up to New York City first. That gets oh yeah. I I, I would hope they get they get a plane out right out of Jacksonville yeah. for the team. I just that would just get old for me, flying oh, out every. Yeah, that's gonna be a trip. That's that, probably that that, that, that's, that would just get old. I'm going over to that part of the world, gentlemen, later this year. That's Are awesome. You? Good for you. First time. I would love first it. First time as a out of the country. Player, Not out of the country. Oh. First time in in Europe. Oh, I need to get my passport renewed. Five o'clock fire. All right. Um, this is uh some interesting news coming out of, uh, Baltimore, and that is a, a couple of pieces. One. And anything right now, anything that is happening in Baltimore, I think a lot of people are wondering what is the connection with Lamar Jackson. All right. And first, his longtime and their longtime offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, the uh, the guy who put this offense together uh, for Lamar Jackson, built this offense for Lamar Jackson uh, that helped him become an MVP and helped him to be uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league and to be in a position to get this kind of contract he's seeking, he is resigned. He is resigned uh, as the offensive coordinator there. Uh, onward and upward uh, for old Greg Roman, but he is out as OC, and that is a wonder of what that what that means for the Ravens, what they're thinking internally. Are they going to go in a different direction? Does this mean Le- Lamar is out and they want to get a more conventional guy so they can – it just it's just anything that happens, especially to the offensive side of the ball, and when you see his OC gone, the guy helped build that offense, you just wonder what kind of connection and how that can affect Lamar Jackson. I mean, they've they had success with Lamar Jackson, you know, there in 2019. They had an NFL best, you know, 30 some odd uh, points per game, and they did was it 30 or 33, something like that, and they dipped to like 19th or 20th. Uh, in the league this year, just averaging over 20 points per game. So it's not like they hadn't had success with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. So I think if you're the Baltimore Ravens, sometimes a good refresh is is needed. And maybe Roman, you know, has his eyes, you know, on another job somewhere else where he can make yeah, an maybe. impact. It, 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 this could be a deal of, hey, this has run its course. Yeah, like, exactly. We've done, we've done a, a long period of time. This has run its course. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's another... It's stale. Teams have maybe adjusted to and, the system, figured maybe it out a little bit. with Lamar as well in, yeah. in, in his game, too. This was uh, Ravens GM Eric DaCosta uh, talking about where they are right now with uh, negotiations with Lamar and this new contract. Certainly a disappointing ending to a season, a long season, with a lot of different challenges. Um, but we're also excited by, I think, the potential of the offseason, everything that goes along with that, uh, the draft, free agency, um, we're excited to start up negotiations again with Lamar Jackson. We're excited to attack this roster to make it the very best it can be in the hopes that you know we'll be a championship team at some point. It wasn't the ending that we wanted, but as John alluded to, I think we're on the right path. All right. Uh, they're on the right path. Listen, I have never felt that they aren't going to get this done. 
I don't know, man. Now, I, it's I, I, interesting. I, ain't I, it? I just, I just like, I thought it, it, the Ravens are a really, really smart organization. They have built their entire offense yeah. around them, and and I and I do think I think they have had horrible, horrible luck with injuries that I think it has really halted their seasons. I mean, they were flirting. They were the number one seed two years ago when Lamar got hurt, and then they lost all six of the games that he ended the season. And then yep. they were leading their division in a one or a two seed, and then he got hurt, and they dropped down to this base. And it's not just him. They've had Ronnie Stanley, their all-pro left tackle go down. They've had injuries in the secondary all over that team. You can't let that be a detractor, though, to 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 your original plan. Like, injuries happen. You injuries know what I'm happen. saying? Yeah, it's just, it's just like, but for me, is. They're, the Ravens have been one of the best organizations, yeah. You know, for the last 20, 25 years, and you would you would think they would get this done. And this is the first time, though, I've wondered if this will actually. Did you get ever done. pause? Did you ever pause when when things were hot and heavy before the season between the Ravens and Jackson and that gigantic contract that was being talked about? I mean, would you have done that, or did you press pause like everybody else? <laughs> Dead. Yeah, I, it, to me, like the numbers I've heard, the numbers I've actually heard are like 133 million guaranteed, mm-hmm. and that's a slap in the face to Lamar. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kyler got 150. <laughs> like, I mean, like I, not even the Deshaun 230 guaranteed, but that, that that that's a slap in the face to 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 offer them. From a the market ring. and business sense, I, I I get. I mean, you're right compared to what somebody else got, but in terms of what their actual value is, well, he's more valuable than Kyler. He's Murray. more valuable. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? He's more valuable than Kyler. Murray. So it's it, it is a, that too. That is yeah. the argument. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I I think they'll get it done. I'm just about sixty. I'm, I've moved down about sixty percent sure that that'll happen. Five o'clock fire. All right, this is the time we get a lot of coaching news, and uh, Byron Leftwich did not survive Thursday. Uh, he is fired as the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I don't know if this is an effort to keep Tom Brady. I don't. I don't think that matters. Um, and I always thought Tom and, and Byron had a pretty good relationship, but um, Todd Bowles is uh, is retooling his coaching staff. I just wonder. Sean, who like who's gonna be on the call for picking this this offensive coordinator? Is this more the GM? Is this Todd Bowles who gets to pick his offensive staff? I'm just wondering who is who is picking. Man, I mean Bowles has been on the hot seat, you know, already before. Right, he's on the hot and, seat now. I mean, yeah. I think he as he came as he came into the year, I think he was fine. Now he's on the hot seat the way they played because I mean they weren't a good football team at all. They just got into the division because everybody else in his division. Was was awful yeah. as well, so I, I it's just it's just an odd thing, but it it is wild how quick things can move for Byron Lefty. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and and to wonder what his next move is. I mean, it's not it's not going to be it's not going to be Lefty's call solely. I, I think we have to, you know, say that. Oh no, I, yeah, that's what but, I'm saying. Like like to go from, like he was a top candidate for multiple jobs and thought he was going to have the Jacksonville job, to as you just said, hell, it ain't even going to be up to him. To be an offensive coordinator somewhere, yeah, like he's probably going to, have to go back and be a quarterback coach, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and I, I really think that. But you know, we I'd see that we see that from Marshall. time to time. We see that from time to time. You know, you go and you learn and you, uh, you 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 put yourself around other successful people. Like, yeah, it's a step back, but it's an effort to better yourself. And like, he's young enough to where he can kind of go do that. Yeah, you know, how old is he? Like, what? He's in mid mid late thirties, early forties. He's, yeah, he's got like he's got to be as old as you. Probably. What are you? Forty three. He's forty three. I'm yeah. forty. Oh. 
Damn, yeah, that is true. Byron, I am getting up there, too. All right, coming up, Sean Bajani said, hey, he has a thought about the Texans coaching search and the coaching situation and that we should keep an open mind. I cannot wait to hear what this is. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. No, we're not going out for drinks tonight, Tyler. Dang it, man. Yeah. No, not not doing it. Not doing it. Uh, Clint Sterner out right now. Out. And uh, Sean Bajani. You can catch all, a lot of his work on Sports Radio 610. Tell them where they can follow you. Uh, at Sean Bajani on Twitter and that's, Instagram. That's right, man. And no, seriously, he's a really good follow. A um, lot of great videos and content, especially when he was in the locker rooms or at press conferences with the Texans. He got uh, got a lot of informa- information. He'll do videos and things of that nature. So he's a really, really good follow. Appreciate you, man. We've had a good time here. All right, you said this. You, you, you I mean, you did a. I mean, you did a long tease. You caught me off guard with the tease. <laughs> about uh, this coaching situation where you told me to keep an open mind. So we're all here on the Drive family going to keep an open mind to wherever you're going here. I think we had like really good conversation the last couple of days, and I like the hypotheticals because it makes you kind of bend your mind a little bit and think about things, and you you get to things in conversation you normally wouldn't have gotten to otherwise. I'm not here for like hot takes or anything like that. I just like to talk things through, Mm, okay? Okay. And sometimes you arrive at one, and maybe this is not a hot take, so I won't even sell it as that. But I did a lot of research uh, about a week and a half ago in regards to teams that finished last within their division and what they did the following year or years. And so one of the things that I'd found, and I went all the way back to the year 2000, only twice since the year 2000 has a team that finished last within the division not won the division the following year. Every year in the NFL, at least one team went from last to first within our division. Every year. Every year, except for twice. So like Jacksonville this year. Yes. And who's it going to be next year? I think, and I've made this argument before, if there's a team, an organization that is primed to do it, I feel like the Texans are it. And it is because of the draft capital. They have 11 picks more than anybody else in the entire league. They have the seventh most money to spend this offseason on free agency, and I know they have some decisions to make in terms of re-upping with the guys that are currently on the roster, and that might bend that number a little bit. There's also the pro- not the prospect. You will have a new head coach, a new staff, and for the first time in four years, your organization is going to be pulling in that same direction. Okay, I know there's questions that we don't have the answers to right now. There's a lot of questions that we don't have the answers to, and it's probably going to remain that way uh, for the most part. But in terms of control and who's willing to bend, well, that kind of depends on who the head coach is. Mm. But when you're talking about Sean Payton, and now you throw this 20 to $25 million per year AAV with him and mm. what it's going to take in this new report that it could be like a John Gruden package, let me tell you something. If it's a John Gruden package, that's maybe where I kind of draw the line. I don't get Deluxe it. nut package. And what's the what's the John Gruden package? Two ones, two twos. That's the deal, you know, between the uh, Raiders and the Bucks back in what? What was it? 2002. 2002. Yep. Right? That was the deal. Two ones, two twos. And I think it was like a one and a two one year and a one and a two the following year or something like that. I would, Some do, I would be out on that. All right. And that, that's probably where I draw the line. And all this talk and really what kind of sent me over the edge was your hypothetical question 
on whether or not if you were the Texans, would you trade the number two overall pick to the Bears for Justin Fields and hire Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen? And I started thinking about that. That's why I wanted to know your answer to see where you come out on it. Because I said, you know what? Yeah, I'd do it if Shane could sell me on it, if yeah. he was excited about it. That would, the, okay. Shane, the Shane part would, would really make yeah. me pause harder. So we're learning things as we talk. Why do we need to – I say this all the time, and I'm not the first to say it, but look at the Astros and what they've done over the course of the last six years. Like the talent, the homegrown talent, the development, right? I mean, you've got a, a handful of guys still that are here now that went through those 100-loss seasons. Altuve's mm-hmm. the best one of them, right? And other guys have come and gone, Dallas Keuchel, Marvin Gonzalez, you know, guys that you found out, you know what, you could trust, and they were good ball players, and even great ones here for you. But they've made – other teams do really stupid and illogical things, whether it be signing guys to ridiculous contracts just to try to compete, just to try to catch them. Why do the Texans need to have this mindset that, man, the asking price continues to go up and up and up seemingly for Sean Payton? Why do they need to do something illogical, something stupid, when maybe all they need is right here in front of them? They've interviewed the very best candidates available in the market this year. There's not a lot of coaching openings. And I went through potential coaching openings next year. I got, I got to 10, and it probably could be 12 on the list. It just depends. And so if you're the Texans, you have an opportunity to get better this year. Why not take it? But why not do it at the most effective and efficient way? Something that's not going to hurt your capital this year. Something that's not going to hurt your capital and ability to grow completely, optimally next year and years after that. Maybe Steichen's that guy. Maybe Gannon's that guy. Maybe D'Amico's that guy. You draft picks to go get a good coach and one that is good enough that could turn out to be great that could come in and build a staff and develop your franchise quarterback and get more out of this team, this offense, this defense, which looks far and away a step ahead above the offense in terms of the young talent that you have in right now. And that's the way that I'm thinking about it in that it's not a bad idea to want to go get Sean Payton. If you can swing it, you do it. But when is enough enough? He's going from $9 million a year as a Saints head coach to stepping away being out of it for a year, and now he's asking for 20 to 25, and maybe that's not a real number. Maybe that is just rumor. It's reported, so you have that to go off on. Why do you have to go and be so crazy with that? Why do you have to go and be so crazy with multiple ones, multiple twos, a Gruden package, when you don't have to spend any of that, and you can get a damn good head coach? Yeah, so, like, if we're looking at the space of the Gruden package, then I'm out. Yeah. Like, that That is a line of where I think this move begins to get to crazy. But if we're talking about a first, let's say a first and a third, that's not crazy. A first and a second, Mm -hmm. that's not crazy. When you got four first and you got three twos Mm -hmm. over the next two years. Yes. That's not crazy to me. And... Yeah, and, and, and not stupid. I think the Texans need to stop doing stupid things. I, I, I agree with you with that. But I don't think trading for Sean Payton for a one, if it's not your the second overall pick, mm-hmm. a one and a three or a one and a two and paying him 20 to $25 million that has nothing to do with your cap is right. crazy. Right. Now, you're talking about Play two, money. two twos. And two ones and two twos, now I think we're off in the line because now you're taking a lot from him. 
but I don't, but, but that, that is not crazy. Sean Payton, getting Sean Payton in for a reasonable price, and a reasonable price to me is a one, and, and there's probably going to be something else too. But that yeah, is, he even said as much. They're yeah, probably a throw in. But they're, but they're, but that is, that's not crazy. That's, that's not crazy. To me, what would be crazy is if you are the Houston Texans and you have been the worst and most dysfunctional organization and you're starting to, listen, at least make your fan base think twice about staying with you. All right, there have been people who have dropped with their season ticket passes, and even though there oh, yeah. are some people who have issues with some of the things that I said, but many of them have texted in and called in and said, I'm done, I'm giving up my season tickets. Even Larry and Stafford threatens once a year mm-hmm. to give up his season tickets, and one of these times he's going to be serious. Oh, damn, so... <laughs> when you have that happening, to me, I think it would be incredibly stupid if you got a deal on the table and he wants to come here and that deal is for a one and a three and you decide no to, to, to go and bring somebody that you hope can do it. And, that's, can, and that you hope. That you hope. Yeah. Now, there's a plan A and a plan B and you got a line, right? Two ones and two twos, we got to move to plan B. Yeah. But a one and a three, when I'm trying to, it's more... Listen, man, it is more than just, oh, man, you know, we want to win some games. They not only want to win some games, Cal and Hannah McNair have looked out there and seen what his fan base is doing at these games. Yeah, Jacksonville came out, and they had more fans in, in Houston at a football game with Jacksonville. Cleveland yeah, it's not did. good. Kansas City just dwarfed them when they were here. The Eagles fans dwarfed them. They're over it. Mm-hmm. They have to be over it. And they need to get as much of a sure thing as they can possibly. Now, listen, it's not even a guarantee that Sean Payton will will spin it around. Nothing's a guarantee. But if you look at it, what is the – like, what's the number one thing that you could do and you could say, all right, man, I, I feel like I have done the best that I can to put us in the best situation possible. That's it. Yeah. I'm not saying do crazy. If you have the opportunity, you shoot your shot if it makes sense for you, okay? And what we learned earlier this week is that it would make sense for the Texans. As it's evolved, I think it's becoming a little less sensical <laughs> yeah. for the Houston Texans to do this deal. And we might be building ourselves up for no reason at all because as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm like, well, you know what? Sean Payton, why is he not coaching the Saints right now? He decided to leave, uh, you know, uh, b- before this past season because it became too much for him. The process became too much for him. He needed to step away. He needed to kind of decompress, okay? And now there's reports that he would potentially want a $100 million contract, a multi-year deal worth 20 to 25 per. That's a $100 million deal. Working with a completely different ownership group, a completely different general manager, and tasked with developing and making franchise-altering decisions and developing a quarterback. That's a lot. And one year of decompression is enough for you? You know what I mean? And so I, I, I worry a little bit about, like, his heart versus, like, a young, 
You're doing it, Sean. God, Innovative you're guy. You're doing exactly I'm, what we kicked the show off with yesterday. You're doing I, it. I'm not. I'm talking. I'm talking it through. I'm talking it through. <laughs> I mean, you. I told you to keep an open mind in regards to Steichen. You know, in in your Justin Fields hypothetical right, and things let's like pick, that. Let's pick this up on the other side because you're doing it. And somebody just texted texted in something that I I, I got to address. I got to address because maybe maybe I'm the fool, and I don't know the position that Texans and Texans fans are in. But we we got to continue this coming up. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, uh, as we uh, continue to roll through here on The Drive, Clint is out, but Sean Bajani is in. And Sean, given the hypothetical of, I, I liked it. Like, why do something crazy? I don't, I don't propose that they do something crazy, but you were starting to do it. It felt like what you were doing, you were, you were talking about, oh, he's one year... He's sitting one year and he comes back. Yeah, and I and I cut you off. and need to go to break, but I'll let I'll let you finish your thought. I, I'm just asking a question, and I know that's kind of the impetus of where we started the show yesterday. You know what your detractors are saying, the people that you're hearing from and reading about. You know why not to do this with Sean Payton if you're the Texans, and that's kind of where I was going. Is talking through it. Like I see the other side. I see the questions. I see, you know, those concerns. But I also see a guy in Sean Payton who, everything that I just mentioned last segment, he had to step away because he needed to decompress. The process became too much for him, okay? And he sees this opportunity, you know, with these handful of availabilities this year, whether it be Denver, Indianapolis, Texans, Carolina, uh, what's the other opening? Uh, Arizona. You have to weigh your options, but you also have to look in the future because not one thing has to be decided if you're Sean Payton or the New Orleans Saints for this year. And so, if you're the Houston Texans, you have to ask yourself, how much is too much? And do we have time to really wait? Or is the time for us to strike while the iron is hot now? Are we going to do better than a young, innovative, bright, you know, uh, guy that's ready to just make his mark on the league as a head coach in John Gannon? or in Shane Steichen, or in D'Amico Ryans. We know that guy. We know he's going to be a winner. You know what I'm saying? No, but we don't. Like, but yeah, no, hoping, I'm saying yeah. like from their perspective, yeah. right? Like, that, That's how you have to weigh things if you're the Houston Texans. If the price was ever going to be higher, it's, it's now. The longer Sean Payton waits, the price diminishes. What it's going to cost to get him, because nobody needs to hire him now. He's just out another two years. You get him, you get him for free. Then it's just money out of the owner's pocket. Play money, not your money. It's not going to cost the organization anything. In terms you think of he's going to sit out the next two years? Saying he could. And you know what? There's plenty yeah, of I other know. good coaches available out there that I think organizations are going to be looking at and weighing their options. You'd be like, you know what? We ain't got time for this. I believe in this guy. And my question to you is, where the Texans are right now, is Sean Payton the difference maker between where the Texans are now and where they could be and should be one year from now. Based on historical fact, data, and that teams do this on the regular in a league full of parity, that we see drastic turnarounds every single year, and you can turn to the Giants, you can turn to the Bengals, you can turn to the Jacksonville Jaguars, you can turn to the Detroit Lions. They've all done it here recently. Every year for the last 23 years, it's happened by at least one team last to first in the division. And there's more than that that went last in the division to a playoff 
uh, uh, appearance. Why can't the Texans do that now based on the draft capital, the money to spend a new head coach, and there's plenty of these good ones that are out there available that can do the same thing this year? There are plenty of them that you hope can do the same thing this year. Yeah. When you're you're talking about those show real quick, I'll just say this, and I'll, I'll give it to you. It's a trust thing, right? You don't trust Cal, Hannah, Janice, Nick to make that decision, nor should you. You kind of remove that trust because Sean Payton's dangling out here and is like, you don't need to tr- you don't need to be able to trust in them for that. He's a proven commodity. He's been there, done that. He's proven. It's just going to cost you a little bit. It's like I said yesterday, it's pressing, right? This, but this is the part that that I that I don't get. It, it's as, as if some folks, like I said, from the jump, I'm not doing crazy. Crazy is what you dis, what you talked about. Two ones and two. That's crazy. That's mm-hmm. giving up a ton of draft capital. But the Texans have so much draft capital. And what you just what did you just say? What you can do it right now. It's happened every year. Where, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> it's happened every year where a team has been last and they've gone back to first, like Jacksonville this year did. I, Yes, it happens every year. And you said, why not? When you go get one of these young guys, you can do it. You got your draft pick and your money. Sean, you can go get Sean Payton and have your draft capital over the next two years and have your money and have a guy that you feel more confident than anybody else to get that done. And the number one person, if not your fool, the number one person that you would trust right now to work with a quarterback. Young or old, it's not like if you go get Sean Payton that you lose all of your draft capital. Right. What he said and what many people are proposing is a first-round pick. You got three others, including number two in the next two years. You have three. You have two threes this this draft coming up where he has found great, great picks late. In the third round in his history with the Saints, including Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. You have two twos next year. You have two fours next year. You have one two next year. You have two four six. You have a, a ton of picks. Shot. Now, if they're talking about, hey, man, I need three, four picks in the top 100. No, that's crazy. Right. Not, I'm not proposing, or Lopez isn't proposing, or Clint isn't proposing, or you yesterday isn't proposing that you give away Sean Payton when you try to get Sean Payton, that you're giving and taking and losing all this draft capital. I'm saying you are in such an you're in such an advantage place right now if you can get him, which still I you know, I I, I don't know how hundred percent sure he's coming, but if you can get that person mm-hmm. that is a complete changer of the entire organization and program, the person there's nobody like to me, you tell me, hey, Sean and Nick's about to look in, in, in the first, second, and third round at people. That gets me excited. Right. Rather than you telling me, hey, Sean, hey, hey, Nick and Jonathan Gannon are going to look together in this first, second, and third round. Ugh. No, man, this dude's got a track record, and you're not. You can still do everything you said. You have one less first-round pick. But you got a dude that can that can be creative offensively and a dude that is – that is shown to be a Hall of Fame Hall of Fame level coach 
and he's not done. He's 59 years old, folks. He's not done. No, he's That's not. That's someone coming through here talking about he's like some over the hill. He's not. No, 59's he's, a new, like, 35. He's, he's not. He's not. And, you know, like, I made this point yesterday. Like, whatever you give up for Sean Payton, you know, and, and it, this is assuming that it wouldn't be anywhere really close to the Gruden package, you know, in two, of 2002, two ones, two twos. But whatever you gave up for Sean Payton, like, that guy's not on the field. He's 59. He's going to be on the sideline. That is the architect of the organization, right? The money, He's and the be money around part, a while. The, the money m- part stop, man. No, that, that, that has nothing to do with the cap. Talk about I wouldn't pay a guy $100 million. Nothing. You'd pay him $200 million if he won a Super Bowl. Sure. The, you the, know he would. Who are the Texans paying right now to not work there? You know, oh, David Cully, Lovey Smith. Uh, I don't know if there's still, you know, the severance package for Jack Easterby, if they're still paying Bill O'Brien. I don't know how all that works, but I know this. They paid all those guys to... One, not do a very good job, and two, to not work here. A lot of money. So that money this has is, nothing to do with any this, of that. This text, but, roll, this text rolling through right here, and I saw it here. Desperate gets you nowhere. Hey, man, what the hell are you? What why are, are you? you? Why are you not desperate you if you're a damn desperate? Texans fan? What are you talking about? How? That, that's my part. People said that's the problem I have. People said someone texting that show is you, you're, you're, you're delusional as usual. What? You're delusional. How are you not? How are you not desperate? Well, I think what the guys, I, I, I think what the text are saying, like, look, yeah, the Texans are desperate. There's no organization that needs a head coach right now that's as desperate as the Houston Texans. But it's about irrational thought and calculated. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be calculated. You can be desperate. They are desperate, but you have to be calculated. At some point, you've got to stop the bleeding show. You've got to stop making irrational, illogical decisions. You've I got agree to with you. Script. And that's all I think he's saying. But what's, at, irrational, at what about, point, what's irrational about trading a first-round pick for Sean Payton and everything nothing, he brings? Nothing. Okay, that's what... Nothing. But I also didn't anticipate four days going by from the time that Cowherd had Payton on his show and we learned about how open... His thought process was to the Houston Texans. Hey, would you really consider? Absolutely. Didn't even let him finish the sentence. To now, you're talking about going from making $9 million a year, which is what the New Orleans Saints are continuing to pay you to not coach there, to 20 to 25 a year. So, like, we've learned that. And now the words out of Peyton's mouth on Monday were, eh, you know, I talked to Mickey Loomis, and it's probably going to be somewhere like mid to late first. And now there's reports of, like, a Gruden package, two ones, two twos. And my only point is, is that, look, this year, this is the most the Saints could possibly get for Sean Payton's services. One year from now, if he didn't have a job and he's looking at possible six, seven, eight, nine, ten openings in the league, that number can't be that high because it's just one more year of sitting out and you're going to cycle through the next uh, a bunch of head coaches that are going to be fired. And, and so the Saints... They've got to get what they can right now. That's the starting point. And I know, like, it probably won't be two ones, two twos, but, man, that's really high. And that's not where I'm drawing yeah, the line, but the I, line's got to be pretty dang close to that. Like, at Sure, what I'm, not, 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 I'm not about that. And much, I don't think much. Sean Payton's going for that. Like, I, listen, I, I, take a, I, I, take a, I take a real big it, – it, it's a real big thing to me that Sean Payton, who we know has a great relationship – with Mickey Loomis, the person pulling the trigger, he had, he came out on national TV. Yeah, he didn't say nothing about no two twos. No, now, sure if the if, if 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 the if the Saints get some fool to do it, but no, I don't. He he said what it was. He came out himself and said mid to first mid late 
mid to late first round pick. He said it. So damn it, we're hearing report. We may hear reports that say three first rounders. Mm-hmm. Hell, we heard reports say Deshaun could go for five, with thirty <laughs> people uh, no, you're uh, right. accusing him. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm listening to what he's saying. And if it gets crazy, don't do it. Then we go to Plan B, mm-hmm. and we now start to get on the hope, cross our fingers, and wish train. I'm just saying your organization has sucked ass for the for three years, and you have been the laughing stock, and you are embarrassed. As a fan, and you should be embarrassed as an owner for the product you've put out there. Couldn't have said it better. And Stop you being have, a dumpster fire. And you have Sean Payton potentially out there, and you telling me that I'm delusional when you got four first-round picks over the next two years that you wouldn't give up one of them first-round picks, and now you up here tripping about $20 million like you paying it and like it counts to the to the cap. You know Talk about, talk about the cons of, of like, show you keep talking about the positive. The cons. The cons of, of, of Sean Payton. What, what would you have them to be? That he's old? I don't think no. I don't think his age is, is is an issue. Were you saying the same thing about Lovey Smith? That he may get burnt out? Well, I'll take my chances over the next five to ten years that, he, that one year he is refreshed. He's going to help fix your quarterback. He's going to help fix your offense. He's going to help fix your overall team. This is the this is the closest thing and the best thing you can get if you can get it. I'm not telling you yeah. to be crazy. And you could say I'm well, telling you make an understand like a smart decision. And a smart decision, just like someone texting, oh, we've made all these trades to get Deshaun. You traded picks to get Deshaun. I know Deshaun got nasty, but that pick made that made sense. You had a franchise quarterback and you just had some crazy occur that you messed up. And then he messed up. That don't mean you're scared anymore. Like, I, I don't understand it. Sean Payton, a first-round pick, $20 million. Let's go. Change the organization. No, nah, go find another wish. David Culley, man. No. Jonathan Gannon. If, if you get the chance and the Texans have their chance, you shoot your shot. That's right. All right, coming up, the best of today. Sean, that was fun the last couple of days. We had a good time. Had a blast, man. It Thank was, you. man. Right. Had fun, Deleter. Yeah, that's right. Deleter's out. <laughs> the best of with Figgy and T-Mill coming up behind us. Tyler, great job. I am Ron, the show, as always, Houston. We love you, baby. The headline, it would be like, not a Gannon. Texans miss the playoffs. Not a Gannon. Just get it out. <laughs> Texans get the enough. coaching higher wrong in 2023. <laughs> not a Gannon. You got it out of your system.